you are never too young as a young person to dream big. Because I know a lot of the times people really, really always tell you, oh, don't you think you need to wait for a little longer or, you know, give it some time, nurture the idea, grow it. And for me, I've always been a believer of the fact that an idea is a gift. So if you do not bring it to life, it's going to be given to someone else as a gift. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barabricus Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today we have an amazing guest all the way from Gambia. She's Barabricus of the month of March 2024. When it comes to Barabricus Corner, I love to see young people doing so well, impacting our communities. And I've seen this young woman doing so well, impacting young women's lives, highlighting them every year in the month of March, doing wondrous things in their community. And I feel like it's so important that when you see someone doing great things, you give them their flowers, you know, and she's been doing that year after year. And I thought, you know what? Why not bring her on here to share her journey and also give her her flowers for doing the work that she's doing, the amazing thing that she's doing, especially to young girls around the world. She's an inspiration to me, seeing how she's inspiring young women. I feel like it's very important that we do that. And on Women's Day, Women's Month, I'd like to bring our guest on here to share her story. She's none other than Miss Gay ESQ. Please introduce yourself, our. Thank you so much, Joyce. Like you've said rightly, my name is Awagai. I am a lawyer from the Gambia, a human rights lawyer to be specific. I am also the founder of She Awards Gambia, an initiative rather that provides a platform for women to be celebrated, for girls to be inspired through role models. This initiative was founded in 2019. Back then I was just 19 years old and I just started thinking so wild that this idea came to mind. I started speaking to a lot of friends about it. And now it's been over four years now and we're still implementing the annual She Awards to inspire women. So part of what I also do is contribute to the work of Law Hub Gambia, which is an online legal resources platform that provides free access to online resources from the Gambia. And I also currently work at the African Commission on Human and People's Rights. Listen, she is doing the work. And for me to hear, did you see how my eyes popped out when you said 19? You started this at 19. This is amazing because we don't see a lot of young people do that. And for you to do that at 19, to think 
I need to highlight women. I need to celebrate women in my community at 19. I applaud you for that. Like, where did you get inspiration from? How did this inspiration come about? Was there a lack in the community? What is it that brought about this inspiration? Thank you very much. So I've always had a very keen interest on women's rights and issues affecting girls in my community from a very young age. And I remember when I was head girl in my school, I was always pushing for that agenda to like, you know, let's do away with FGM, child marriage. So after high school, I had an opportunity to volunteer with an organization in the Gambia. And I felt like a lot of the work we were doing was focused on campaigning against some of these traditional and harmful practices. Then I said to myself, isn't there something missing in the work that we're doing? Yes, we're doing a lot. So now, isn't it also time to celebrate the people that are doing the work? How do we encourage them to do more? How do we inspire the the coming generation? How do we inspire young people to know that their work can also be appreciated if they do the same? Because when you amplify the work or when you celebrate the people that are doing the work, it also helps to bring more people on board. People get to know that their work is appreciated and they do more. So I said to myself, maybe there's a missing piece in all of this work that we're doing. And I remember back then I was very young because I was going to university. I spoke to my supervisor where I was doing my volunteer work with that organization. And she was very kind enough to tell me, oh, that's a great idea. I think you should think about making it big, like try to register it also. Speak to someone to make a logo for you and let's talk about it. Don't just sleep on the idea. So I felt like I had the right people at that point in time that I spoke to that encouraged me to go for it, despite the fact that I was very young. And of course, I had challenges, but I had people telling me that you're very young to do this. What are you doing? What are you thinking? But I felt at the initial stage, I had the right people who spoke to me and when I told them about the idea. So, I mean, that's how it all started, because I felt there was something missing in the work that we were doing. Yes, we were doing great work. Women's rights activists have registered numerous strides in the work that they're doing in the Gambia. But especially on Women's History Month, particularly on International Women's Day, there was not that particular event that was celebrating women. What I knew about was that there's usually a march pass and there are usually some side events by some of the institutions, government and private. But there was actually not a platform awarding women to celebrate the work that they've done for that particular year or the years that have passed. So that was how all the ideas started. Yeah. I like the fact that you said you spoke to the right people because sometimes you don't have the right people around you and you have to keep knocking on doors and asking questions. And that's part of taking a step of faith because you don't even know who's going to say no. Who's going to say, you know, like you said, you had the challenges and people asking you, are so young, why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. But it's important that you have the right people around you to ask. And sometimes the right people might not even be those that are just close to you. There might be other people that you also look up to that you feel like, you know, let me go speak to this person. Maybe hopefully, you know, they can give me the go ahead or they can give me, you know, ideas and strategies or, you know, they can direct me in a way so that I can know the right way to go because we need those right people around us to help guide us in the way that we should go. Because sometimes we don't even know what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to go about this idea that we have. But when you seek counsel, you know, good guidance, you're going to get it. No matter the obstacles you face, you have to know that this idea is bigger than you. And once you have that desire to push forward, 
you are definitely going to break those barriers. So I'm glad that you had the right people around you. And I wanted to ask, when you were young, what was the desire? Did you always want to become a lawyer like you are today? Or was there something else, you know? My childhood was not all about big dreams because I grew up in the provinces, in the Gambia. So back then, I really didn't have a lot of big dreams. So eventually, when I came to visit my mom, who was living in the combos, I started watching a lot of news. And then I said to myself, I think I want to be a journalist, you know? So back then, when I was a little younger, I wanted to be a journalist. I think it got to a point where also some of the very famous female lawyers in the Gambia started coming to light, like the Ami Bensudas, the Fatubok Bensudas, when she was at the International Criminal Court and all of that. I also started thinking about law. So eventually, when I went to junior school, I I had this in mind that I was going to either pursue law or journalism. So it was very easy for me to know that I was going to do arts when I got to senior school because I said to myself, it's either law or journalism. But at some point, I think I was really fixated on the law. So I decided to go for the law. So as soon as I graduated from uni, I decided to apply for an LLB at the University of the Gambia. I mean, that's how it all started. But initially, I had really wanted to be a journalist. You know, that young girl seeing people on the TV and I just loved what they were doing. And I'm like, I think I should do one of these someday. Yeah, but growing up and also mostly because of the work that I did and the leadership positions I had in the schools, I felt like I could do more impact by studying law and also being in a position where I could apply some of the things that I learned from school. Right. What school were you going to, if I may ask? At what stage? Junior or senior? Okay, so I attended Charles Jow Memorial Academy. Yes, for both junior and senior. Yes, for both junior and senior. So for primary, I attended St. Charles Luanga Lower Basic School. But prior to that, when I was up country, I was attending a primary school. Then when I moved here, I just continued. Right. I just asked because you talked about how much impact or work that you were doing while in school. And is that what helped you? you know, navigating the way who you wanted to become in life is that the work that you did in school was a part of what guided you to become who you are today. So growing up, I was a very, very quiet child. I didn't speak much. I wasn't one to really go into public speaking or those kind of extracurricular activities. I remember my teachers would tell me, you're a very good writer. Maybe you should speak more often. So what in primary school, junior school, I was really one of those students who were doing very well in the best class, but really not very outspoken. So it was when I finally got to high school, that too, I thought it was community and the right people. I was encouraged and I decided to buy for the position of head girl and I got it. So that was some quiet girl in her corner, eventually now became the head girl. So when I became head girl, it was a turning point for me because it changed a lot of things. The fact that I could do things that I thought were out of my comfort zone, things that were out of the normal for me. So I also took the opportunity to do some work around the things that I was passionate about. I read a lot about FGM, about how child marriage affected some of the girls in school and what could be done. It also serve as a link between those students that were affected and the administration and what the administration could do. I was very much passionate about that. So that's why as soon as I finished high school, I said to myself, I'm going to volunteer with some organization to continue this work that I've been doing. Think with that, I would impact a larger community outside of school. So, yeah. Like, this is so great. And I was laughing because 
<laughs> you talk about being very quiet in school. I was totally the same. I was an extra introvert in school. <laughs> For me to even speak up right now is probably because I've just come out of that comfort zone of not being shy or of speaking up when you have to. And it's taken me actually a long time, but it's been a gradual process and a journey to get to where I am now to, to even speak up. I felt like 2023 last year was even me being able to know my voice and be able to speak up when I was supposed to speak up. If I needed help here, I wanted to be able to speak up. If I needed guidance, I needed speak up. Even on my job, I felt like there was a project that I was on that was killing me. And I was like, I need to get out of this project because I was becoming somebody that I didn't like. So it was me getting to know my voice and be able to speak up. But being an introvert in school, I would never have thought that I'll be on here doing a podcast. I would never in my life. And I like the fact that you were brave enough to even step out. I wish I was that brave to even step out and say, let me do it. Let me become a head girl or a prefect. But I was such an introvert and I had very low self-esteem, very, very low self-esteem. I don't even know when I got to this point. I feel like, okay, I think I know when I finished high school, I went to study because I did business. So I was in the business class. So when I finished high school, I went to IPAM and I did a course there. And I saw how great I was doing in accounting. Kind of I was suffering in high school. I was doing so well in accounting and math. And I was like, I don't know what happened. So I feel like that was what ignited me to just, well, maybe not that. But when I went to university, I realized that I studied in London. So when I went to university, I realized how good I was, even in economics, that I hated. <laughs> I was so good at it. And people started coming to me to ask for help, for like helping this assignment. And I was like, I feel like that's what gave me the bump to be able to speak up because I was there to help people. And so sometimes you may feel like you are an introvert and you don't know what to do or what you want to become or where to start from. I feel start from what you're passionate about, because when you start helping people, you start getting a voice, you start hearing yourself, you start learning to speak up, you start learning to strategize and have a plan and have use your voice the more because you realize that your help because one thing I've realized is achieving your dreams, achieving your goals, it's not just about you, it's about other people. And so when you realize how much your help is impacting somebody's life, you want to use that more and you realize that you become a voice in your community because you are helping somebody. So find a place where you can lend a hand, where you can support where you can be of help in your community. And sometimes we are looking for quick money, but if you just push and do the work, you might not earn anything out of what you're doing, but the impact that you're making in those lives will bring up that skills that you're supposed to get for that future that you want to be. And you realize that as you go along the way, I keep saying this on Barabika's Corner, that you realize that the little steps that you kept taking when you look back five years along the way, 10 years along the way, you realize you were breaking barriers along the way. And just like our, you can see that throughout the journey from school to where she is today, she has been taking those little steps because being an introvert, man, you don't want to be out there. Like I hate being in the light. I hate being on the camera. I It's hard for me to even post on social media. You know, the Instagram, I don't know about Instagram. <laughs> It's going to be probably months later that I'll post, but it's just you taking those little steps to get to where you need to be, you know? And sometimes you have to come out. It's not even sometimes. You just have to come out of your comfort zone. 
and take that little step. Did you ever think that you win becoming a head girl when you took that step to become a head girl? Did you think that, okay, I could win this? Or did you have any doubts? Like, I don't think I'll win this, but let me just try. I really didn't have doubts because, I mean, a lot of people kept telling me, especially some of the teachers that taught me, some of my friends. So I think the fact that a lot of people had approached me because of that, and it gave me a more sense of believing the fact that I could also, you know, do something and I could win this. I mean, that was how it happened. But I remember back then, I really didn't think that. I was like, I mean, whatever happens. But I mean, because a lot of people spoke to me about it and there was a lot of support. So I think I was more focused on the support that I was receiving at that point in time that I did not even think, will I win or will I not win? Yeah. And I feel like if you want to get confirmation about something, even if you're not thinking about it, by the time three people say it, you're like, okay, I think then you start thinking about it now. Because by the time, the first time you're like, mm, nah, not me. That applies to me, like in so many ways. If someone says something and I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, unless it's something that I really do not want to do. But if it's just out of the blues, they bring it up. And then another person that doesn't even know this person says the same thing. And then by the time it reaches the third time, I feel like, okay, that's the confirmation I need to start thinking about it. Not even starting but thinking about it. So if you are out there and you feel like you need confirmation about something, sometimes you just have to wait and hear what people are saying. And you probably may have to go and ask. I think I've done this before where I ask people, what are the good things you know about me? What are the things that you think I should do better? What are the things that you never really liked about me? It was really hard, but I had to do it at some point in my life just to know, you know, where I'm at and what I need to improve in. But I think that was a bold step that you took that moment and the support that you got because of that support, you were able to step out and become that head girl. And I feel like that's great because I could never, <laughs> but I'm so glad that you were able to take that step of faith and become that head girl. And now seeing where you are today, you know, as a lawyer impacting our community, that's so great. Do you want to talk more about becoming a lawyer? Of course. So I must really give credit to the female lawyers that we have in the Gambia that fought their way through to also, you know, become part of the field because I must say they all serve as inspirations for me. And after I finished my degree in university, I was not really sure if I wanted to do the bar. I was just there. I was like, okay, what's next? And I remember speaking to my supervisor, the same person about it. And she was like, you need to do this. I said, to her, yes, I think I need to. Because I was thinking of doing my master's and then coming back to do the bar. But then initially, I later decided to settle for doing the bar and then doing my master's. So that's how I went to bar school. And it was tough. It was <laughs> such a long journey. <laughs> yeah. You know how you just graduate from university and you think you have arrived. And then you just go to bar school and you're like, hey, mm -mm, I've not yet arrived. I'm just starting. That's how I felt. It was really tough, but I mean, it was also very much worth it. Learned a lot of things and I'm really grateful I took that step. It also really helped to shape my journey when I was doing my master's. Yeah, that's how it happened. So after my bar, I decided to do my people I was in private practice for six months. And then I joined the Ministry of Justice for six months for my people -ish. So after that, I 
went to do my master's and I returned home in December last year. It was such a fulfilling journey. And because of my background and the interest that I had in women's rights and, you know, the rights of minorities, I really wanted to study human rights. And it was like, I was really going towards that direction that I really want to, you know, head towards. And that was how it all happened. And yeah, here I am today. You know, I think when I saw the post of you passing the bar, I think I was shocked because <laughs> I was like, okay, so how are you doing She Awards and studying at the same time and getting to where you are? I think I probably thought that you had probably achieved like a degree or something, you know, before you started. But when I saw that, I was like, there is no way. <laughs> how was it like even? Let me just ask. How was it like you preparing, you know, planning She Awards? Because when I am planning something, my head is not in work or anything. My head is in what I'm planning. Like my full attention is I go to work and I'm pushing down ideas. I've opened a different Excel or Word document. And any idea that comes from this event that I'm planning or thing that I'm doing, I'm putting it down because it's like my mind is so engrossed in that thing. So like, how are you studying and planning Shia words and, you know, get in the bar. Like, how were you balancing all of that? You're actually not alone. It's very difficult trying to juggle a lot of things at the same time. I felt the pressure at some point because I was into so many things. And I also am that person who likes to give their all when they're doing a certain thing. And if you're that kind of person, it's always difficult because you don't want to have any loopholes at the end of the day. You want to fix all the loopholes before you get to the D-Day. So luckily, when I was doing the bar, sometime it was a time where there was some restrictions in terms of movement because of COVID-19. So luckily, unluckily, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was both luckily and unluckily because COVID-19 was really not something that was kind to us. Yeah. So we had the first edition in 2020. And then in 2021, we were supposed to have the second edition. But I think that was the time that we had already started doing the bar. Because I had started doing the bar in 20, from 2020 to 2021. So that was the time that also there was this restriction on the COVID-19 thing that people could not move as usually as they could. So even with the bar lectures, we started with online. So because of that, we couldn't also organize a physical event. So we had to resort to having an online discussion to commemorate Women's History Month, where we invited various stakeholders. I think I was on that line. Yeah. Great. That was what we did. So I think that also kind of helped to reduce the pressure a little because I was not trying to really balance organizing an event and going to school, trying to meet deadlines. So yeah, that was how that happened. And last year when I was doing my master's, I was not in the country. So the good thing was the fact that there's a great team. She Awards has a great team. So I remember people texting me saying that you're not in the country. How's the She Awards happening? Well, I told them I am not She Awards. She Awards is everybody. So it's not only associated with one person because in whatever I do, I also try to be a good leader and I try to give people ownership of what I am doing. Yes, I could be the initiator, but, you know, take ownership of this. Let's do something together. So I think because of that, a lot of young people were also encouraged. And we had a lot of people who volunteered who said, oh, I think I'm good with communications. This year I'm going to volunteer to do this or that. So we had a lot of support. And even though I was the way, it was very successful. 
And yeah, it's more like the perfect A team behind it, which really brought that to life. So I give them all the credit. That's really good. And I was going to touch on that, but let me just say this. I did the same thing. I had this event, Barabrica's Corner Worshipping Network. That was 2022. Because last year I didn't hold it. That was the first time I held something like that. And I mean, growing up in Gambia, I'm a pastor's daughter. And I was in charge of our youth. So in the church, there's like the youth team, the women's team, the men's team, the children's section as well. There's a department in the church. So I was in charge of the youth at that time when I was in Gambia. And so for two years as a president, I was involved in planning events and looking for sponsorships and all of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have a Rickers Corner because I realized that there's so much help people need, but there's so many dreams that people have, but there's that lack of help. And hopefully very soon we should be supporting more. We did a little, but we'll be able to support more people. But planning an event is not easy. And me being there. So last 2022, when I did an event for Barabrica's Corner, the first time, I was not even in the country, but I had a great team of people that were able to hold it and make sure it came out really well, that people have been asking for when the second one, they were even asking that, what happened last year? What happened? You didn't have it last year. Last year was a stretching season for me, so I couldn't do anything. I just moved from my apartment to a new place. First time ever, I'm having to leave on my own. So it was a lot going on for me. I couldn't plan anything, but there was a great team that was able to hold that, have that event. And I wasn't in Gambia. But throughout this, our conversation today, what I've been hearing is the right people around you, the right team, you know, the right person to talk to. And I feel like it's so important, you know, that you have people around you that you can hold on to, that you can talk to, because for you to get to where you are now. You have people in your corner that you were able to speak to. For you to have a successful She Awards last year, you had a great team and that shows the kind of leader that you are because some people cannot leave their position for one day to allow the team to take on a project, you know, to take on a vision that a dreamer or visioneer has. It's hard for them to let go, but you being able to do that, if anyone is able to do that, it shows how great a leader you are. Can you talk more on how it's important to have right people around you? Because from our conversations today, it feels like you had right people at every section of your life until becoming a lawyer, until having she awards, you had the right people. Can you talk on that? Because I feel like it's so important that people know that you have the right people around your corner. The wrong people will let you down. The wrong people will make you not even wish to have a dream, you know, to do anything, to achieve anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said that a lot because I truly believe in the power of community. So when you have a very strong community with you, it makes a lot of things easier, like things that would have, let's say, been impossible. So I always like to talk about the people that have been there, the people who are there, the ones who have stayed, even the ones who are not still there, because I am very much grateful for each of their input in shaping my journey as a person and the work that I do and the impacts that I create. So that is why I keep talking about the right people, the right people the whole time. So I definitely think as young people, we always have those challenges, not even as young people. Everyone has challenges, especially when you come up with something that you want to do. You come up with a very big initiative or you're trying to realize a very big dream. There's always, always going to be those challenges your way. And there's always going to be things and people who will discourage you. I had a lot of that, by the way. But also I am this person who always likes to focus on the support, you know, the good things. Cause I'm always like, you know, 
if I focus my energy on this, I'm going to miss out on the support that I am receiving. So why not build on the support and, you know, make something out of it? Because that is also what is going to help what I'm doing right now, not really supporting what I am doing. So the fact that there's this community, there's this group of right people that are encouraging me and that are supporting what I do really helps me to even dream bigger. So I think it's very important for everyone to have those people and to believe in the power of community, to have a tribe and who believes in you and also supports what you do. And also, you know, call you out when you're not doing the right thing, because that's also very important. That's true. Yeah. Having the people that can even tell you, hey, you know, I mean, pull the brakes right there. <laughs> you're not doing the right thing right now. Let's re-strategize. And as you're speaking, one question came to mind. How have you let people that want to go, how have you in this period or time allowed people to go that you knew need to go? Because it's so hard when you have people around you and it's time to let them go. I feel like they've been a part of you, but maybe they were slacking also and you have to come up and speak up and be like, I've tried, you know, so many times it's time for you to go. So how have you been able to handle that? And how have you also handled people that wanted to go? Because sometimes it's just hard to let people go. You know, that doing so well with you. How have you been able to manage that? I think it's a very constant thing in life to have people come and go. But if let's say that going has to be me, maybe take the steps that I can to really ensure that, you know, we do not part ways. And even if we're taking a different direction, we still stay connected because as human beings, we're still going to meet each other someday, somewhere. That's how life is. But if someone really wants to go, of course, I encourage that because the person must have really thought about it and must have really, let's say, known that maybe that's the best thing for them to do. So I cannot really force them to do something that they're not comfortable with, but rather I'd encourage them to go for what they want. And if they still want to come back someday, I know that I have the ability to let them in, then why not? I always try to encourage people to do what they want to do, to really be where their heart is, because you cannot force things. Yeah. You know, I always say that don't hold on to someone that needs to go. In this part of the world, we have, you know, winter, we have fall, spring, summer. And you realize that during the fall, the leaves fall and they have to go because there has to be a blooming. And maybe it's you that have to bloom, you, the tree, or they have to bloom somewhere else. But when you hold on to them, you, the tree is going to keep dying. You know, there's not going to be new strategies. The person in them are not even giving their best because they want to go. So stop holding on to people that need to go. Because like you said, it's constant for people to come in and go, come and go as well. So you have to acknowledge or know the season that you are in and know the season they are in. And if it's time to let them go, let them go. If you feel like, okay, I think you need to stay a little bit more, you can have that conversation with them. But don't hold on to people that want to go or that you know need to go. Don't hold on to them for so long or else you'll be damaging yourself. You'll be hurting your own self. I just wanted to put that out there. But let's get on to Women's Day, Women, which is what you do, celebrating women in March on International Women's Day. I know that this year, due to religious reasons, Easter, I mean, Lent season and Ramadan coming up, you've pushed your words till later in the year. But let's talk about women and Women's Day and the importance of highlighting women. I know this year's International Women's Day campaign, the theme is Inspire Inclusion. And I'm reading this from internationalwomensday.com. And it says, when we inspire others to understand and value women's inclusion, we forge a better world. And when women themselves are inspired to be included, 
there's a sense of belonging, relevance, and empowerment. The entire inclusion campaign aims to forge a more inclusive world for women. And so I feel like this part, I think, really spoke to me where it says, and when women themselves are inspired to be included, there's a sense of belonging, relevance, and importance and empowerment, sorry. And I feel like that's what you've been doing, celebrating this woman, making them feel seen. I know on Barabrica's Corner, we have like Man Crush Mondays and Woman Crush Wednesdays. And anytime we've done that, we've seen how a lot of people feel seen. It encourages us because it's like for a very long time, we've not had that in our community. And for you to do that every year for women, why did you feel, I know you talked a little bit about that, but why do you feel the need to celebrate women, you know, every year? So for me, I felt the need to create that platform for women to be seen, for them to be heard, and to also give young girls the opportunity to have what I did not have growing up. Because a lot of the times when I was growing up, I did not see a physical manifestation of the, some of the dreams that I had, except at a later age when I was seeing some very inspiring women. I said to myself, maybe I need to create something where women will be celebrated. They will be uplifted. They will also get to know that their experiences with, you know, all the inequalities that happen in society do not really define them. What defines them is what they choose to really define who they are. So, and if they choose to be lawyers, entrepreneurs, footballers, whatever the case is, whatever they choose to be, they will be celebrated in whatever they choose to be. So that was how I really decided to start She Awards. And we create different categories where we celebrate women from different walks of life. So it's also that opportunity to tell that young girl that you can be anything that you want to be. This is a woman who's doing very well in STEM. This is a woman who's doing very well in health sector. So there's really nothing that can limit you and your dreams are achievable. So for me, it's a way of speaking to young girls, aside from uplifting and celebrating these women to give them their flowers, to shed light on the work that they've been doing over the years. Um, some of whom have not been heard or some of their work have not been showcased, but to also use these women to speak to that young girl who has not had that opportunity to be inspired. So that really has been the background, the work that we do share with. I think that is amazing what you're doing because I see that whenever one is highlighted, you know, one is celebrated. When I go through like the nominations, they're like, there's a woman doing this and there's a woman doing that. And there's a woman doing, and there's a girl doing this too. It just shows there's so many, like I've been saying this for a very long time, that I'm so proud of Gambians, seeing them come up and do so many things out there, especially women. Because when I, growing up, like you said, we didn't see that, you know, it's probably almost always the men and hardly women in the field out there doing work. But now we are seeing more women arising and doing so many things. And Whenever you celebrate someone, you are maybe they know, maybe they do not know, but you're letting another section of people or another part of the world see what another woman is doing. It's not just in Gambia, but around the world, anyone that will tap and see what the work you're doing or what she or what is doing, they'll see that there are different women doing so many other things out there. And then for me, it just encourages me because I'm like, wow, there's this person doing this out there. There's so many people doing this out there. Because sometimes when you, I don't know whether when you started, you felt like, okay, I don't know how many women or which women we are going to get on here. And but as time went on, there's you realize there's so many women doing so many things out there. For me, that's what happened with even with Barbara because when we we're doing like the Woman Crush Wednesdays and Man Crush Mondays, you know, I felt like, okay, where am I going to get these people? Like I said, I have a team and we have someone that does mainly research. 
And then they'll be bringing a lot of Gambians up. And I was like, wow, I thought that when I was doing this, I'll just be touching on different parts of the world, which we do. But most of these things that we have done, of the posts that we have done, were mostly Gambians. And it's so encouraging to see that women are being celebrated. The work that you're doing, celebrating women in Gambia, especially, and the work they're doing. And I really want to applaud you for that, for seeing the need, seeing the gap, and especially for young girls. I am truly inspired by the work that you're doing as a young woman, you know, putting in the work from 19 years old. I'm getting goosebumps again (laughs) because I am so encouraged to see that you took that step of faith and do this and make it greater than you ever think it would be or beyond you. Like this is a big thing that you're doing. And I am so like grateful that you saw the need to celebrate women in Gambia, especially, and the work that they are doing. And as a theme for this year on International Women's Day campaign is prior inclusion. You know, you are bridging a gap, you know, especially the young girls that will see other women, they'll be inspired. You have put the work out there. You're doing this thing that is making young girls like, when we were young, we didn't see this, but now they are able to see what other women are doing and they'll be inspired to break barriers. They'll be inspired to break the limits. You know, the sky is not the limit for any woman out there. They can do greater. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing, inspiring the women in our community. Let me not keep blabbing on and on, <laughs> but thank you so much for what you're doing. Really appreciate that. And so what lessons have you learned along the way? So thank you very much for that. I'm truly grateful for all that you've said. And you're really doing a great work highlighting some of the very incredible work that have been done by very amazing people in the Gambia and beyond. So kudos to you as well and your amazing team. So I've learned a lot of lessons actually in my journey as a young person. And that is, first of all, the fact that you are never too young as a young person to dream big. Because I know a lot of the times people really, really always tell you, oh, don't you think you need to wait for a little longer or, you know, give it some time, nurture the idea, grow it. And for me, I've always been a believer of the fact that an idea is a gift. So if you do not bring it to life, it's going to be given to someone else as a gift. So it's more like a gift to you, to society. So yeah. Always believe in the fact that you are never too young to execute your dreams and that you should always focus on the support that comes. And in doing that, you also need to build a community who believes in you and also support the work that you do. And most especially to not give up because it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard because one thing that I've learned over the years, or especially when I started the she awards is the fact that most people in the Gambia or most people who are really into investing on things that have not yet come to life would want to see it to come to life first before they invest anything. They want to see what's happening. Okay, what are you doing? How's it going to look like? So you really have to invest as well yourself in the beginning so that it makes it easier for other people to know that they can also support what you're doing. But if you say that I don't have support, so I'm not going to do anything. So I know it's not easy sometimes trying to also do what you can and being the backbone of all the support. But just know that it's a community where people want to see you do things before they support you. So maybe another thing would be to also have those networks that you can always fall back on who 
despite maybe or regardless of the fact that they've not seen you done anything would want to support you otherwise most people or most institutions would want to see you do the work or let's say oh you've done the first edition it was successful so we can support you for the second edition but now you come in with a concept no matter how amazing it reads they would still want to see it to life. Yeah. So for people to really never give up on their dreams because that support is not coming, it's eventually going to come. There's also always going to be that bad energy. There's going to be people who will be duplicating the work that you're doing at some point. People like nice things. So if you're doing great and someone sees that, oh, this person is doing this great work, maybe I should do something like this year. Or There's always going to be that. But for you to always believe in your cause and know that you're not doing this for any other purpose, but for the fact that you're serving your community and that this is something you're passionate about, it really makes you happy. And it's bigger than you. It's bigger than that other person who's trying to maybe bring some energy that is not very accommodating of what you're doing. So in a nutshell, just never give up. There's always going to be challenges. So I think my biggest lesson is to never give up, to always focus on what I'm doing and know that there are people who believe in what I do and that at the end of the day, whatever happens, there's always going to be that support. There's always going to be people to fall back on and to remember where I started as well. You know, it's always important to remember where you started because it also helps to deal with some of the challenges that present themselves as you're going ahead. So then you, you see that you've, you've grown bigger. And usually it's when you're doing nice things or things that are really amazing that you would see, let's say, someone else duplicating your efforts or doing something of a similar nature. So then you know, okay, I mean, the fact that someone else is doing it, it means I'm doing a great thing. So if I was doing something that was not great, I don't think this person would do it as well. I always like to be on the positive side of things to always bring out that light in whatever that's happening mm-hmm. and yeah, the work that we do. Yeah. You know, you put the work out there and then you might not get all the likes that you see. You see a lot of views, but not a lot of likes. And it just shows that people are looking, but you are also being an inspiration because based off of what you're doing, somebody inspired to do something similar, like you said. And instead of you looking at it in a negative way and say, she's copying me or he's copying me. How about well, I think I inspired you to do something close to what I'm doing, you know, and you move on with yourself. Another thing that you mentioned is an idea is a gift. I think that touched my soul. <laughs> an idea is a gift because if you don't use it, it'll be taken away from me. And I always said this before that, you know, I asked this question, if it's impressed in your heart to do something or God is asking you to do something and you don't do it, there is a need. That's why he chose you to do it. But when you don't do it, he's going to take that desire and put it in somebody else. And that person will do it. I always use this example. I'll say, have you ever had an idea or a song, you know, or something in your mind and you jotted it down or something and you wanted to do it, but you delayed in it. And then somebody else did it. You don't know this person from Adam. You don't know where they are from, whatever. You just saw that they did the same exact idea that you had or the same song or lyrics that you had. That's because you delayed on that idea. And because there's a need, it has to be done or else there'll be a gap. I say this, that when you don't do it, your whole generation misses on the blessing that it was supposed to come with it. You, your children, your children's children, your whole family misses on that blessing. But when you decide to take on and do it, you know, you are going to be blessed and people around you are going to be blessed and your children, children, children are going to be blessed. So don't sleep on the idea when you know you need to act on it. If you need to seek 
the right people, like we've said on the podcast today, go and find those right people. Tell them your idea. This is what I want to do. And those that can help will help. Maybe somebody may not be able to help in that instant, but maybe along the line, like we've said, some people just want to see you invest in yourself. What is the sweat you want to put in this work? How much are you willing to put in that? Other people want to be like, okay, now I can support you. Sometimes they want to just see that people are ready to support you from the day one, but others are just waiting for you to take that step and push yourself before they even put in their boot into it or their dollar into it. So push yourself to do what you need to do and achieve those goals, that dream that you want to achieve. Let me just, okay, before I go to my last question, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? I think one thing I wish I knew when I was younger that I know now is to understand the fact that having the fire to do something and your heart being there are two different things. So at this age, I've gotten to realize that as a person, you can have the fire to do very big things. But if your heart is not there, it makes it difficult. Your heart really needs to be there. So it's two different things. And it also helps you to understand the people that you're working with. Is it the fire that's taking them or are they really doing this thing at heart? So at a young age, I would have really loved to know that. And I don't know what word to use, but it would have been nice to know as a young person knowing this now at this age, because I feel like they're two different, different, very different things. Yeah, that is so true. Because sometimes like I have so many ideas in my head, (laughs) so many things I want to do, but you know, not that the fire is not there. I feel like, I think I've come to this point where I'm like, you don't have to do everything. If someone comes up with that idea that you wish you, you could do, you know, then if support them, all that you can. Maybe it's an idea you want to do. You don't have the fire to do it, but if you can support them by investing in them, then do that. That way you are living your dreams through them, right? You never know you could be on the board of that team or, and you can put in your creative ideas because there's so many things that people like me, we want to do everything, (laughs) you know, but at some point in life, you need to take your time and Select what's priority right now. And sometimes you have to focus on one thing and specialize in it before you move on to the other, you know, and time waits for no man. So if someone else has that idea that you have and they want to run with it, you may not have the passion right now for it, but the fire is there or you may have the passion, but the fire is not there. Whatever it is, just know the season you are in, how you are feeling about it mentally. Think about it thoroughly before taking that step because sometimes we like to take quick steps and you find yourself putting your eggs in different, different baskets. Have one thing that you need to specialize on. However, if you see someone that has a dream like you, you know, and it wasn't that you wasted your time, it's just that you felt like it wasn't, you know, you were not ready at that moment in time, then support them so that they can also live that dream. And you can see that's your way of supporting. Maybe even the idea came, but it was not really for you, but it was for another person. And when that person brought that up, it just clicked for you and you are willing to support them. So find a way where you can support. And like you said, you can have the fire and not the passion. You can have the passion and not the fire. You just have to know the differences. For me also, it's about learning the season that you are in and understanding where you are at and deciding, okay, this is what I want to do now. This is my focus for this year or this month or this season before I move on to the next thing. What advice have you got for young women out there or women out there that feel like it's hard. I can't do this. You know, I can't break barriers. I can't be an inspiration. There's nothing for me really out there. What advice have you got for them? 
I think my advice for young people and especially young women is that they need to believe in the fact that they can do anything and they can be anything. They can literally do anything and they should not really succumb to how society defines them and how really the patriarchy has made the world look like. But to always believe in themselves and know that there's really nothing that they cannot do. That's what I always say. And part of the work that we do is to really put a picture to some of the things that we say. For instance, if as a young woman, I do not think I can do a certain thing and I see someone who is a woman who has done that thing, it makes me, it brings out that fire. It kind of inspires me to know that I can also do it. So in short, just know that you can be anything, you can do anything. It does not matter how society really defines you. Of course, there's going to be a lot of challenges. And that's why I feel like this podcast is very relevant because it talks about breaking barriers. So they also need to know that they can break all those barriers and they can take themselves anywhere they want to go to and anywhere they want to be. They just have to believe in themselves. You just have to believe in yourself. As a young woman out there, believe in yourself. I was started this at 19, started She Awards at 19 and coming to this point where she is and becoming a lawyer as well. You know, you can be anything you want. There are women out there that are doing great and mighty things. And if you look through, go on her page, follow her, follow She Awards and see the women that are doing out there, you'll be so inspired. And I hope it inspires you to start something. I hope it inspires you to, you know, whatever you want to be, go and study, start a business, you know, involve yourself more in the community. As we have said today, just find the right people, you know, speak to the right people, seek guidance, and you'll be on the right path to doing great things. You'll be on the right path, breaking barriers along the way. There may be challenges. There are challenges, definitely challenges that people face, that everyone faces one way or the other through their businesses, through school through whatever they find themselves in but you have to know the season you are in and you have to fight because it's worth it all when you know how much worth it is you will push to get to where you need to be thank you so much our for the work you're doing thank you for coming on the podcast i really appreciate you i'm inspired by your journey and fiber where you're doing i can't wait to see the more that you got to do the more that you have for us in this year look forward to seeing women's day celebrated this year i know it's pushed for later but i can't wait to see what you guys have for us and the young women that are going to be involved throughout the process. I can't wait to see. Thank you so much. And yeah, keep breaking barriers, Awa. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joyce. It means a lot. And I'm really very much excited to have done this podcast with you. You're really such an amazing host. And thank you very much for this great opportunity. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And you're so soft-spoken. I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm in phone. It calms me down. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You equally have a great voice. And I love the background. Very nice design. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... 
Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Begandia, West Africa. Cause they-